0: This podcast is brought to you by JBL. Employing the best methods and tools, audio technology is at the core of everything JBL creates. Never straying from a ground-up approach to everything they build, JBL has produced a prolific list of audio achievements, groundbreaking technologies, and revolutionary advances in the art and science of professional audio. JBL, passion for sound and those who create it. Learn more at JBL.com. Hello and welcome to Tape Ops Discussion, where we call our friends and music community notables to chat about their favorite records. Enjoy.
1: Hey, Jeff, how you doing?
0: Good, man. How are you, Jeff?
1: Yeah, very good. Nice to meet another Jeff with a G. Yes. Always a (laughs) a good
0: thing. It's probably uh, more common in England than here.
1: Yeah kind of. I, yeah yeah I reckon so. It's still like a it's still a little bit of an anomaly and no one ever like no one ever spells your name right the first time I find.
0: Of course yeah and you get a lot of geoffs and georges. Oh yeah no absolutely. I I had a band come in the studio once and,
1: like they were they were from uh I think you're in Portland, right? Is that is that right?
0: Uh I'm in Seattle but yes close uh, enough.
1: Yeah, they, they were they were from from Portland. They came. And they they didn't know how to pronounce my name, and I, I think I got called like Guff yeah. first off. And that 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 uh, that you know that's kind of slang for a fart in this country. So that, that was a good start. <laughs>
2: Welcome
0: to discussion. I'm Jeff Stanfield, and today we chat with producer, mixer, and engineer Jeff Swan about Jamie Liddell's 2005 release, Multiply.
2: Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Sir. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's start with. Uh, talking about uh multiply by uh jamie liddell
1: oh yeah for sure no like that that record um i guess like the first time i heard it was was roughly around the time it came out in like 2005 and i'd kind of just started working in studios at the time um yeah the, the the guy that um owned the studio i was working in uh he uh he like he he picked it up and um played it on these uh, these massive speakers and we were in this kind of like tiny this tiny room is I think he had like a pair of Dynaudio BM-15 uh, speakers in there and it kind of it, it just sort of blew my mind um, just the the sonics of it and I mean like for me as a at the time I was re- I was you know listening to a lot of rock music and i recording a lot of it um, but I'd, I was also starting to listen to like a lot of like IDM and um, stuff with sort of more like inorganic sounds in and i just found the way that it like blended these two worlds of like really like live instrumentation but but blending it with with some of these really like obscure weird sounds that that would be more like akin to like what you'd hear in like an apex twin track or you know like um you know his earlier stuff um yeah just it, it just just completely like blew me away i mean it is so insanely funky <laughs> Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's it's super funky. And then when you like, what what I love about it, I I enjoy it on so many levels because you know, it's a fantastic songwriting number one. Um, it, you know, the production is awesome in in terms of you know just the way that you you can't tell at various points on on that record of like you know when something's live or when something's programmed and you know it it just like it 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 just feels alive and um I really uh I I, yeah like I say it just it just the way that it the the way that it sounded in particular the time like sort of 2005 I guess like though I just had so many questions like how are they doing that how are they you know how is that sound being created and just like there's so many little clever tricks in there that that um that yeah just just completely took me by surprise um and particularly like for for me like at the time I was I was really you know it was really like fledgling in my career I'd never you know I was I was still learning the, the very basics um and it just, you know, just the concepts of like groove and like how all of these these elements were working together on various tracks on the record. Just yeah, it it, it just gave me so many ideas to try out with the the artists I was working with at the time.
0: Yeah, and he he has such an incredible uh, way he uses his voice outside of just the the traditional way, you know. Oh
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah i mean that's that's like the backing vocals on that record like they replace the need for pads a lot of the time or anything that's anything that's like filling up space it's so sparse but then like you have these walls of bvs that are kind of giving you like the um like just 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 giving you that kind of emphasis of a pad or or, or what have you and and it just yeah it's 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 really gratifying but,
0: You made a great point about how sparse it is, but it's absolutely that, that allows for it to be massive.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, like
0: I compare it to in the same way that like an ACDC record is so big, you know. It's just because there's not that much going on, every part has a function, but it can be featured. Everything is featured, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that the um like the the track When I come back around on there, like there's you've got this like drum groove that's not that complex but then you've just got like that 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 whirly that's like like cement like giving it the double time feel and it's kind of like moving all that like all the time it's you know it's it's probably like a, you know a looped up um part that's you know repeat, repeated over and over but the fact that it's not like the fact that it's moving within that loop it just gives it this feeling like the tempo is just like the elements are all working together but they they're just it just feels on the edge i guess it's the it's the best way to describe it and yeah it's really really clever
0: first time you heard this record uh in that studio on the big Dine audios
1: yeah and i mean the funny thing with that room is it was just it was terrible i mean like it was it wasn't a room that the guy that that ran the studio had built it it would it was something that had been there for like years it was in the basement of this like youth music project um and it just uh it it served an amazing purpose for what we were doing at the time um but it was you know it was basically like these these layers of chipboard with like an air gap on top of this stone wall and and then these massive speakers that they were far too big for the room and it just uh, you know like when you turn stuff up on it, in there everything kind of resonated but with that record it just uh, it rather than it sort of being overpowering in a bad way it really like uh it, it just it just really made an impact on me and then you know i sort of instantly went out and bought it and i think i bought this record on cd like Probably five times, I reckon, just because I've bought it and lent it to people. Because I, you know, forcing it on people to, like you've got to listen to this, and uh, and then never getting it back. And I, d- I can remember, you know, picking it up on CD and like just absolutely blasting it in my car for weeks afterwards. Um, and it, you know, even even like sort of listening to it in sort of preparation for this as well like just coming back uh, back to it like last night i listened to it from through it uh from start to finish and it's just like yeah it's just a great journey it's just a really fantastic album and such like a departure from what he was doing before um which you know at, at that time i wasn't um particularly aware of but then when you listen to like i think the previous album he did was uh, muddling gear like it's just it's just so different um and i mean i i gather that like a lot of that was to do with the fact that he was you know in Berlin at the time and he like linked up with um Mocky who produced the record with him and um yeah it's just a you know it it's just phenomenal I mean i I know I keep saying it's phenomenal but it really yeah it really is
0: any favorite tracks for you that um you know stand out amongst the amazing collection that this record is
1: oh definitely like I mean the the title track multiply. It's just that that just it, it's so soulful and and has like and again, it's really sparse, but the, the groove and the guitar and bass work on it um, is it's just is, is wicked. um but then you then the, the following track when i come back around when i heard those two together like those were the two that really hooked me in i think um because when i come back around is and I, I think like jamie said it in like in previous interviews and, and such that he like it, it's you know very prince influenced it's just like they're just the when i come back around definitely feels more electronic um but there's just there's those two tracks kind of for me just like they got their hooks into me you know that was that was it i was i was like totally in sold on the record after hearing those two um yeah and and that you know there's like there's just this this brilliant um synth solo in when i come back around um that's that it just yeah it just feels it's really visceral it feels great
0: There's a couple of things on here that totally remind, it was like a run back through my, um, you know, eighties and early nineties childhood uh, where, you know, I mean, there was like gap band in there and there's like, um, you know, just a lot of nods to some really classic tracks, but, but feeling, you know, wholly modern and, and his own, his own interpretation of that and sort of filter on that which makes it really fun and it makes it uh it it somehow remains super current and non-dated sounding even though he's really nodding at those you know those real classic things
1: yeah for sure and I I think it's because it's got I think one of the things that helps it do that is that it's got this kind of lo-fi vibe across the record and I think because it's because it's not you know it's very in your face in in parts of the record um but because it's got that lo-fi element to it i think that helps it you know it not have a time stamp on it and and helps it sort of sit in that timeless category for sure that
0: was a that was a really fun one i'm glad you sent it
1: oh awesome yeah it was, it was kind of hard to it's kind of hard to choose one record but you know that definitely um, that, that's definitely one of the those, those uh, albums that just just grabbed me I mean like and and it's sort of like I th- always find I don't know if you find this but like the records that like when you're like at a formative stage of whatever it is you're doing like for me in like studios that just like excited me it just made me want to go into a studio you know that like it, it just made me want to play with sound Whoa.
2: time couldn't it- I never did. Thanks for
0: listening. Discussion is created by Tape Op, the creative music recording magazine. Free subscriptions are available at tapeop.com, along with our regular
2: podcast and online content.